Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Weber, and I'm joined by... Andy Gerbuga. Number one surprise is Stan Cullen Ashley. Emilio Diaz. All right. Today we're doing a little bit of an exercise. Or rather, <laughs> I did a little bit of an exercise, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, so get hyped! Yeah. You may remember that last year we released... I think in March, uh, probably in February, considering by March it was pretty clear Can wasn't going to happen. I, yeah. Probably in February or early March, we released my two early Can predictions. We're not going to do that again because it would be. Many there of are the same things movies. from that that came out, but it would be a similar list. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. But I have expanded the scope in something that is hopefully repeatable. Uh, we will be doing as kind of a, basically the, the overall goal is to kind of check in on what is the sort of state of festivals throughout the rest of the year. But the way that, uh, we're going to do that is that I have predicted the New York Film Festival main slate for 2021. <gasps> How could you do such a thing? Uh, what I, powers of insight do you possess, Jesse? <laughs> yeah. I looked at some lists and made some decisions. Uh, Great. Yeah. yeah. For any for anybody like nobody can see our Zoom, but Jesse is wearing the Swami hat right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing full Karnak. Yeah. She. Yeah. Really Envelope going to the all head and the props. Yeah. It's gonna move. So, yeah, <laughs> for each film, not only have I predicted. I predicted 38 films. I predicted what will be the opening film, centerpiece film, and closing film. Mm -hmm. And uh, not only have I predicted what the films be, I have also predicted what festival they will premiere at. So that that kind of helps yes. us. You know, the basically the two early can predictions are embedded within this episode. And I right. do have a can list I can go through briefly at the end. Uh, but yeah. Yes, I'm very excited to get a sense of what you think the shape of the year is going to look like. Uh, you know, especially like in a year where like it's uncertain, like what the festivals are going to look like and like how close to normal they'll be. Like, Right. What I should say is my working assumption, I guess it's not necessarily that can will happen before Venice, but it's definitely that can will happen before New York Film Festival. Right. Even if that means that like can happens early October, and then New York Film Festivals like October into November. Sure. Uh, yeah. Obviously, if can doesn't happen, that changes things hugely. And then also like if can doesn't happen, is Venice gonna happen? But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, we're gonna start with the uh, the my prediction for the opening film, oh, which my is. Drumroll. Are you ready now? You gave up. You gave I up. I gave on you a drumroll. Let's go. 
<laughs> All right. It's uh, it's Joel Cohen's The Tragedy of Macbeth. I would I could I, I was going to call that. <laughs> this is so we should I should say about premiere status of these three slots. In the past, like I would say for like most of the 2010s at least, there seemed to be some sort of if not a mandate, a suggestion that two of these be at least two of these have to be world premieres. Right. And then the third can be one from another festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2018 and 19, both, they selected uh, only, they were, all three of these slots were movies that had premiered at other festivals already, like Marriage Story, Roma, uh, whatnot. And then 2020, their weird festival, that was back to two premieres and one movie that had already played at festivals. Uh, right. Lovers Rock and French Exit for, were both premieres. I am predicting that they will go back to the two premieres, though. I have two of... So, Tragedy of Macbeth I have premiering at Venice. The other okay. two I have as being world premieres. Uh, I could certainly imagine one of the other two, I'm about to say, premiering at TIFF or, or Venice. One of them could definitely be at Venice. Telluride, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, I, uh, is, who is distributing Macbeth? A24. A24, okay. Interesting. I don't think, yeah, I'm pretty sure they've not had a movie in one of these three slots. No, they haven't. But they've not had a Cohen movie before, so. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, like, uh, I think the last Coen Brothers movie to be in a, sen- uh, a spotlight slot was No Country for Old Men, but, like, mm-hmm. Inside Lewin Davis had been at Cannes, so it was harder. Uh, mm-hmm. Ballad of Buster Scruggs was just in the main slate, but, like... Played Venice, you right? You know, it played Venice, yeah, but, like, this is a slightly starrier movie than yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. You got Denzel Washington... I guess it would be another one of these slots for Francis McDormand after Nomadland. Uh, the centerpiece slot. Uh, returning to the centerpiece slot after five years. Oh, my Mike God. Mills with Come On, Come On. Oh, my oh God. boy. Uh, the Joaquin Phoenix film with some other people in it. Uh, <laughs> what's have what's other her name? I know... Yeah, Gabby Hoffman. The great Gabby Hoffman. Yeah, she's in it. Uh, yeah, this was a movie that it was presumed was probably ready last year, but just like A24's most... I guess I'm predicting two A24's. Uh, A24 seemed un... Oh, I guess an A24 has premiered in one of these slots because they had 20th Century Women. So there you yeah. go. That was a Which weird one, because that was like half A24, half Annapurna, right? 20... Oh. Maybe that... Or am I confusing that with... I think it no, was Annapurna. No, it was both. It was both. Yeah. Annapurna might have produced it, and then A24 yeah. distributed it. Like, A24... I think I vaguely remember, like... This was... Right before Annapurna started distributing, maybe? Yeah, it was a Annapurna production, and then yeah, A24 yeah. Pr- uh, distributed it. So, yeah, I think... I, I vaguely remember them just, like, buying the rights in, like, the summer or something. Sure. Uh, but, yeah. 
So this is a movie that just, like, is still around. And, and this is one that, like, sure, could totally pop up at, uh... Probably more likely TIFF or Telluride than Venice. I don't think... I think Beginners was premiered at TIFF. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. Yeah. That seems, yeah, more in line so. with, yeah, the tone of his movies. Uh, Important. Beginners, yes, it premiered at... It, that was actually a premiered at TIFF and then in 2010 and then basically just did not play anywhere else until 2011. Uh, uh, which is kind of interesting. Important cast member of uh, Come On, Come On... Twitter legend Kabuki Young White, of course. Yes, uh, yeah. Good to see. I'm excited for that movie. Certainly, uh, love 20th Century Women. In mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I I don't remember anything about the 20th Century Women Festival run. It was just really. New York Film Festival centerpiece. It premiered yeah. there, and like maybe it played a couple festivals afterwards. But a lot of the regional festivals right. have already because then like yeah the, yeah because then the main thing was like it really felt like they sort of bungled the release a little bit just because it well, yeah. was too late and yeah. they held on to it and it never really got the momentum to get the recognition it really deserved i feel like yes yeah no one talks about that now <laughs> at the time <laughs> all right uh and the closing film which i have also being a premiere but given the director wow. could easily premiere at venice is paul thomas anderson's let's Soggy go let's go uh his last movie inherent no his last movie was phantom thread which didn't do festivals but his yeah. movie before that inherent vice premiered as the centerpiece at new york film festival the master i think the master came out before the festival happened i think it came out like very end of september yeah that was like an early fall release if i remember yeah, yeah. Uh, so it would not have been there but that, yeah like i mean yeah that'd be great um that yeah. new york film festival that uh inherent vice was at has like a killer lineup yeah the the it's the it's opening gone girl uh middle centerpiece is inherent vice and then closing is birdman but then yeah it's like fox catcher of course uh, I believe uh, Abel Ferrara's past Laney's there. Uh huh. Had a killer. Uh, they had a killer trailer for that festival. I remember. Yeah, and they did the thing where, like, if you guess every, th- if you can identify every movie that's in the trailer, you might win uh, a ticket to Inherent yeah. Vice. I think. Well, yeah, because it was like the first time any footage had been shown from Inherent Vice. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah, now we're just gonna get into the main slate uh which i have listed alphabetically uh uh yeah starting with have i done my alphabetization right i have starting with jane campion's the power of the dog which i have premiering at venice this is a movie that we talked a little bit about during our uh preview uh episode um with Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, and Jesse Plemons. Uh, yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, it's, the, the, a, Netflix, it's a Netflix right. movie. That's the so. bold prediction here is that Netflix is going to get back into the festival yeah. game oh, this year. I guess so. I probably have a few more Netflix movies, though. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't um, know. Uh, I think they probably will. It makes sense considering, yeah. like, yeah, this year, like. It doesn't seem like they're gonna like run the awards table like it looks like they might have at one point this year. Right. 
Uh, so I feel like they like it, that probably has made clear to them that like festival buzz is like extremely helpful for them mm-hmm. um, in those sorts of things. So yeah, I could definitely see them uh, getting back into it uh, this fall. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And yeah, uh, Venice has historically been played nice with Netflix. Uh, yeah, uh, it seems. I don't know. Like it wouldn't be shocking if this waited for maybe Sundance uh I don't know if she's ever it's been done for a while right I think yeah I know people were saying it was feasible it could be at this Sundance yeah didn't Netflix they did their big like tweet thing at the beginning of the year like of these are all the movies that are coming out yeah so they they said they said it's coming out this year if it's coming out this year it would I guess the way it wouldn't play New York Film Festival then is if it comes out before New York Film right. Festival, which That's, is possible. Yeah. If possible were, with a few yeah. of these movies. I know I had uh, the one that I had until the last moment uh, and then was reminded that uh, I think it's supposed to come out this summer is I had the Todd Haynes Velvet Underground documentary on the list. Uh mm-hmm. But yeah, if that's out in the summer, then obviously it would not. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. it would be like. What what is the precedence for like Netflix putting out, like awards or like festival? I mean, they could put the it summer. out in like I'm not saying the five the summer, right, but they could put it out yeah. like in September. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Also, when did uh, when did I'm thinking of anything come out. Yeah, that like was early September. Early right. September, yeah. yeah. They usually have a movie in September that's like a kind of awardsy movie. I feel like they just put out stuff like all throughout the year. Yeah, just like dump and see who watches. The award stuff pretty much comes out between September and December. And yeah. the September one usually doesn't work, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, next, a movie we've talked about a whole lot over the past couple of years. Yes. Uh, Leos Carox's uh, Annette. It's, you know it. It's the musical with uh, Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard with music by Sparks. Uh, he did Holy Motors. Maybe great. Uh, he, you know, this. I have it premiering at Cannes. Uh, that, yeah. Yeah, seems like... Easiest smart bet. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, this is one that, like, it would not be shocking if this were in a, a opening centerpiece closing slot. Uh, certainly has the star power. And, uh, yeah. Alright, uh, moving on to the next movie. Uh, Terrence Davies's Benediction. Uh, which I... So this is... I was looking, like, reminding myself what Terrence's Davies's festival history is, and it's like he doesn't seem to be well liked by the European festivals. Like I think, I think it's that A Quiet Passion premiered at Berlin, but I'm not sure it was even in competition. And then both Sunset Song and uh, uh, Deep Blue Sea premiered just premiered at TIFF, which is so I, I have that as what I think will happen for this too. Uh, like, people are saying, like, oh, maybe you'll do Can, but, like, he hasn't really done Can yeah. recently, at least. So, like, uh, and I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe he's someone who, like, 
he had a couple movies in succession that people kind of liked and now he's taking a little bit of time off and he's coming back so like maybe it could be something that like is exciting and kind of pushes him up a level but like it's not a starry cast. I forget who the lead is. It's, I know um, Peter Capaldi. Jack Loden. Jack, yeah, yeah, Jack yeah. Loden. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I don't know that he's in it because I don't know who he is. He's in uh, Dunkirk and friggin' Mangrove. Oh yeah, I know who all the people in Dunkirk are. He's. I mean, he's, look, the, he's he, the white guy in Mangrove. Okay. Yeah, he's the guy yeah, who's dressed I, up I like Austin Powers. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. The uh, barrister. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. He's good. He's good in that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it'll be great. Every Terrence Davies movie I've seen is like killer. Like, yeah, I guess I've only seen A Quiet Passion, which is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, and he has another movie that he's working on too, but uh, I don't know that he started shooting that yet. Uh, yeah. Next, another movie we talked about quite a bit during our uh, preview was is uh, Claire Denis' Fire. Uh, which I have as a Venice competition premiere, though obviously mm-hmm. she's had, like, a weird festival history where, like, Cannes has not selected one of her movies for uh, competition since literally her first movie. She does director's Fortnite sometimes, but that seems, like, a little quick as a turnaround. Uh, but then, like, High Life just premiered at TIFF, though... This movie doesn't have Robert Pattinson in it, so that's maybe less likely that uh, whoever's handling it would try something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's out of competition at Venice. I think that's happened before. Uh, but yeah, Juliette Binoche, Vincent Lindon, Grégoire Colling, uh, Marie Diop is in it. Uh, we think it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, and then next, another movie that I think I mentioned uh, during our preview episode, and you were all like, no one else cares about this. <laughs> yes. Is, uh, <laughs> Arnaud Deplechen's, uh Deception, which is an adaptation of the Philip Roth novel Deception, uh, <laughs> with Lea Seydoux and Denis Podalides, however you pronounce his last name. Uh, he was in uh, Sorry Angel, the uh, Christophe Honore movie, which I liked a lot, and he's really good in it. I have this premiering at Director's Fortnite, uh, because uh, can't, there's just like a lot of, fr- there's like a backlog of French directors, kind of, uh, a lot from last year. Like I talked, we talked about Carox already, uh, and like a few more who have made movies. Uh, but yeah, uh, and he's someone who, like, his, I guess his last movie was in competition, which is weird, because of his recent movies, it's by far the least liked, and then the two before that, Ismael's Ghosts was, uh, the opening film, but it was out of competition, and, uh, My Golden Days was in director's Fortnite, um, next, so this is a, so now is, this is the string of uh, Leia Sedo movies, because next is uh, a movie that I had predicted for Cannes last year, uh, Bruno Dumont's, uh, I believe at the time the English language title was supposed to be On a Half Clear Morning. Now it seems to just be called France. Uh, 
I mean, about uh, with Leah Sado is like a journalist. Uh, I feel like I talked about it slightly more in depth on that Can prediction episode. I I still just have it premiering at Can. It seems like buzz on this is pretty positive, and like even with that sort of glut of French directors, it's one that people have like fairly consistently been like. I feel like this one's gonna be in competition, even though he like Deplechain isn't always. I think. His last movie in competition was uh, uh, Slack Bay, which is really good. Uh, I talked about it on our uh, Cannes 2016 draft. Uh, since then, he's done the two Joan of Arc movies. I think the first one was uh, in Director's Fortnite. The second one was maybe out of competition at Venice. Uh, yeah. Also, he's someone who, he like... He also had, like, the little... Right, he did a sequel series to yeah. uh, Petit Chin Chin, which that might have been at Locarno? I can't remember. Um, but yeah. I'm interested in this. It seems like it's maybe him going back to something a little more serious, but maybe it isn't. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> the last of the... The last of the Leia Seydoux movies... Another movie that I uh, predicted to be in competition at Cannes last year and I'm predicting to be in competition at Cannes again, uh, Iliko and Yeti's uh, Story of My Wife, uh, which we talked about more substantially on that episode. Uh, and Yeti won the Golden Bear a few years ago for On Body and Soul. She was one of the, uh, the Berlin jury... Uh, that uh for this year that was all made up of recent golden bear winners uh and in fact i have another one of those directors who we'll get to a little later on uh kind of making the jump to can though and yet he's been around for a long time and played all sorts of different places uh but yeah uh so this next one a new one that i don't know if we've really talked about is uh Abel Ferrara's movie with uh, Ethan Hawke, uh, which I have premiering at Venice? That's what I wrote. I feel like maybe it would... I don't know how close it is to done. I feel like Director's Fortnite might make a little more sense. But it could also be, like, out of competition at Venice. Uh, <laughs> there's some options. Uh, but yeah. I don't really know anything about it other than that it is an Abel Ferrara movie with Ethan Hawke, but, like, his movies are pretty frequently at New York Film Festival. Yeah. Uh, like, um... I guess, oh, yeah, we, Pasolini we mentioned, yeah. Right, Pasolini was there. I guess maybe his last couple haven't been. Well, yeah, because... Oh, uh, uh, well, no, wasn't, um... The documentary he just did, wasn't that at New York? I don't As part of the virtual, so. or was it with someone else? You mean Sportin' Life? Yeah. I think, yeah, that wasn't at... Uh, oh, maybe it was Venice. Yeah, that was Venice. Yes, Ven it was Sportin in Venice. Life yeah. Life yeah. Venice. Uh, and Tommaso was Cannes. Siberia. Tommaso was director's Fortnite, I think. Yeah, probably. Because uh, it was there the same year as The Lighthouse. Yeah, right. I don't it, it, was, it was just a special screening. It was not in any... It was okay. a special screening, okay. Si so Siberia was at Berlin. Right, and they didn't take Siberia, so... Yeah, that but like Berlin, they, yeah. You know, I don't know. Feels like Ethan Hawke has been, especially when he's picking our projects, has been 
taking pretty interestingly. Like, I would imagine if Tesla had not come out in July, it probably would have been uh, in the main slate last year. Sure. But, did, yeah. Did what it have know? we got in it? Oh, I'm realizing it... there's another thing that I should have made you not look at, so it would be a surprise. Stop looking at the document. Uh, okay. <laughs> so you don't notice it. Uh, okay. I was going to just mention, I didn't know that Sean Price William was working with Variable Ferrara. Right, yes. That's, yeah, yeah, he's done a few movies with him, I think. Because uh, he was introduced. He, he, he did so. spor- Sporting Life, and now he's doing this Ethan Hawke movie. Okay, yeah, because yeah, when he was on uh, Nick Rapold's podcast, he was introduced as having worked with Abel Ferrar, so that makes sense. Yeah, that is interesting. John Price Williams, of course, uh, is still working on uh, getting together uh, a movie uh, to direct, which uh, has been written by Nick Pinkerton. Uh, the two of them sound like they're friends, and... Uh, they're like working it sounds they, they talked about it on uh, nick Rippold's podcast the last thing i saw recently a little bit they're like working on casting it uh kind of the uh the tension between casting like weird interesting people who they want to cast and uh people who will get them money uh so maybe we'll hear about it sounds like it's coming together maybe we'll hear about that before the end of the year and it'll be playing somewhere next year uh, next is a movie that I should have maybe looked this up. I may, it may have been like a late cut from my can list last year because I feel like I heard at some point that it wasn't gonna be ready. Uh, but I do have playing can this year, which is Michelangelo Framartino's The Hole. This is the director of uh, the Quattro Volte which I forget what the English translation is, uh, but came out like 10 years ago at this point. Uh, yeah. Uh, no relation to John I... Hand. It's just the whole. Nope. It's no just John. the whole. That's right. Uh, it. I think it might be like a kind of hybrid documentary thing. Uh, it's been in the works for a while. Like, I feel like there was talk even in the, like, pandemic world, that, like, maybe it would premiere at Venice. Uh, what are you doing, Andy? <laughs> He's oh, being a I fool. See. I see what Cullen's Cullen's, pro- Cullen's provoking me. No, no, we don't okay. need to get into it. <laughs> I don't think you can type something in the chat and then not have us say it. I feel like that's... We'd be, uh... <laughs> That's not uh, true. <laughs> I feel like we'd be disservicing our audience if I didn't repeat that uh, Cullen typed in the chat. Uh, <laughs> that's strike one, Grimuga. Uh, in reference to my John in the Hole reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Pee Pee Poo Poo says Emilio. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. We're a classy podcast who has yeah. a. Uh, <laughs> Uh, very, Maybe like uh, <laughs> respected guests from time to time on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Are we allowed to start um, looking at the list again or no? No, we still no. Okay. There's a few more entries. <laughs> right, you you might have noticed. I assume if you'd noticed the thing, you'd be telling me, "Oh yeah, I noticed the thing." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's just keep going. Yeah. 
Okay. Roll it on forward. Uh, Here we go. Yeah. Uh, the Dominic Graf movie from uh, Berlin. Uh, Fabian are going to the dogs. I think I mentioned on that episode that it sounds like he, like, works a ton in, like, television, like, making television movies in Germany, and those don't really show up in the United States, but uh, this is a movie that has shown up in the United States. Uh, his last one was uh, Beloved Sisters, I think, uh, which was in the main slate, so seems likely this one will be too. It was received pretty well at Berlin. Uh, there ha- I haven't gotten to any other Berlin titles yet, but there will be several, because it was a fairly well-received Berlin, much like last year. Last year, of course, the a lot of the main slate was made up of Berlin titles because it was the only of the major European festivals. No, Venice had happened, but Venice wasn't that good. And Cannes had been announced, Uh, I guess, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Next, uh, Alain Girardi's movie, uh, which is called Come, I Will Take You There, which I have premiering at Cannes, uh, just because, like, uh, as I've talked about, there's, like, all these French directors that could be in competition in Cannes, but, like, his last two at this point have been... Or no, it was... I guess it was just staying vertical, because uh, Stranger by the Lake won on certain regard, but, like, I feel like staying vertical was well-received by the French in a way that suggests to me that his next movie would remain in competition, uh... But he certainly could get budged out and, like, end up at Director's Fortnight. Uh, there's an actress in this who's going to come up again a little later. Uh, Natalie Boyer, who seems to be, like, an up-and-coming French actress. She I don't know how big any of these roles are, but, like, she's also in uh, the new Julie Ducarneau movie. Oh. Uh, which you might have noticed, not on this list. Uh <laughs> Scandal. Yeah, <laughs> big <Yeah>. starts here. <laughs> I'm Julie I mean, Ducarneau. No. Yeah. I have no beef with Ducarneau, so I think Raw is fine. I just. They didn't put Raw in, and like, this is not a. Doesn't seem like. I don't know. Maybe she's someone who they'll end up taking to. Uh, next, back to. Uh, Berlin for a movie we've talked plenty about, Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy. Uh, yeah, we all really like it. Uh, there was a point at which it looked like, at which it seemed there was a point at which it was reported that he had a different movie that was maybe coming out in Japan over the summer, but it seems like that was mistranslated and it is starting shooting in the summer. That seems to make more sense. Uh, would have been interesting if he'd had two movies uh, potentially coming out and yeah. potentially in the main slate. That's usually reserved for uh, Hong Sang Soo, who might come up in a little bit if you look at where we are in the alphabet. Hong Sang Soo made a movie and he's going to get programmed? What a shocker. Yeah. The king doesn't uh, Next, one of the other movies that we've talked about most on this podcast in previewing various festivals that haven't happened is uh, Mia Hansen Loves Bergman Island, which I'm hearing turned down Berlin, hoping they'll get into Cannes. That's a flex. I've heard it's, there was a point at which it was like, what's going on with this? Maybe it's bad. But now I'm hearing it's good. 
so hopefully it's like her uh, her big comeback after no one saw Maya and it never got released in the U.S. Uh, next. Someone saw Maya. <laughs> what? Me and the three old ladies who were next to me at the light box sleeping. Mm-hmm. No one, yeah. no one it... saw Maya. You can move on. Yeah. Next. Uh, a movie that I have premiering in director's Fortnite. Uh, Joanna Hogg, The Souvenir Part 2. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, which About to go hog wild. sounds ready. Uh, hog hog. Stay. Yeah, could be... Yeah, uh, Director's Fortnite seems right to me. Maybe it gets into competition. I don't know. But it seems like... You know, we've talked about it. It seems like it's probably ready to go. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, part one was Sundance, uh, right? And then part one was Sundance. Yeah. Uh, would imagine it probably does not get held on to until next Sundance. Right. Uh, Did it shoot? And yeah, completely. Yeah, it's yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, um, and yeah. Uh, Honor Swinton Byrne and Tilda Swinton back. Joe Alwyn and Harrison Harris Dickinson are uh, being added to the cast. Uh, the next movie, which I have as premiering at Venice, uh, The Eternal Daughter, uh, directed by Joanna Hogg. Whoa. She shot another movie during the pandemic. Uh, Tilda Swinton's in it. It's like a ghost story in a hotel. Uh, One to two feral hogs. Mm -hmm. Would they show them as a double feature? Or would they be separate? Uh, no, No, they don't do that for Hong. Why would they do that, Andy? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it would you be idiot. fun. <laughs> that's strike two, Gervita. Maybe it would be fun. That's how that's how that's how uh, Dennis Lim and Eugene Hernandez work. Maybe this would be fun. We should have them on the podcast <laughs> to talk about that philosophy. Truly the New York Film Festival is opposed to fun is our spirit. <laughs> What? what? I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be a presence on the podcast. Okay, I gotta have thoughts from time to time. Sometimes, apparently, they're gonna be stupid ideas that no one should ever say because. I don't know. Maybe sometimes festival. they do go. Maybe this. No, would be fun. no, Andy, like, you're right. Yeah, what, maybe what other, fun. What other? What other? What uh, other philosophy could they have decided? Oh, we should add Joker to our lineup as a special screening. Yeah, uh, two days before it comes out other than maybe it would be fun <laughs> i'm just saying i'm i'm sick of this <laughs> all right was that next. the thing that we're not allowed to look at so yeah that was the thing you're not allowed to look at i don't think i have anything else that's a surprise other than a few directors you've never heard of uh okay. good thing i didn't look at that, that because i absolutely blew my gourd finding out <laughs> Yeah, Emilio. We just had to wake Emilio up because he passed out. Right, we had to edit out about ten minutes. Let's <laughs> try to revive Emilio. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. We were like sending energy bolts through the the yeah. Zoom cameras. Yeah, we were like, does anyone have any of his family's contact information? It was yeah, a Emilio. <laughs> a full like. Can oh we my get stars. the dog barking again? Maybe that would actually help. Uh, yeah. Uh, next, the aforementioned Hong Sang Su, uh, picked up by Cinema Guild, as seems to be just what happens now. Uh, everything since, I guess everything except, or no, they. Uh oh. <laughs> so there's Right Now Wrong Then, which is Grasshopper, 
and then yourself and yours was the one that didn't come out till last year that I think might have been Grasshopper, yeah. but it might have been Cinema Guild. And then anyway, everything since then has been Cinema Guild, and several of the things from before then were Cinema Guild. Uh, so he he seems to have a pretty good relationship with them, and yeah, that will uh, yeah. I would be hard to see it not being at New York Film Festival. Uh, another uh, Berlin film, uh, maybe a slightly riskier pick, just because the director is not always not. I think he's been in the main slate before. Maybe not. I'm not positive. Uh, Radu Jude. Uh, I feel like maybe Atharim was in the main slate. Uh, but with his movie, uh, Bad Luck Banging or Looney Porn, which won the Golden Bear, uh, seems like even if he's not like a New York Film Festival main slate stay, it was like well enough reviewed. And of course, it did win the Golden Bear, which doesn't probably is not their guiding vision but probably means something uh yeah uh do, 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 do. uh what am i doing oh yeah uh next one more berlin film uh which i talked about wanting to really see uh alexander koberidze's uh what do we see when we look at the sky which we have news on uh this week it was picked up by mubi for a fall release which seems to line up well with it playing fall festivals uh would have been weird if they were like now nah, we're just gonna put it out in like a month uh seems like a movie that probably needs like the fall festival buzz cycle especially since no one was at berlin uh yeah uh Next, going back to, uh, this is a movie that I don't think we've talked about since, but that I did have predicted to be in competition at Cannes last year, uh, Nadav Lapid's new movie, uh, Ahed's Knee, he won, he's the other director I mentioned who won the Golden Bear recently and was on that jury, uh, for, uh, Synonyms, which, uh, you can go back and listen to our spirited discussion of from last February, what a what a world that episode takes place in. We were like, South by is canceled. That's crazy. <laughs> they must be really mm -hmm. scared for this COVID thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is like, I think it's about a filmmaker who's like embedded in a war or something. Sure. Uh, I get some of these movies. I feel like I knew more about them a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, next is a movie that I know plenty about because it's the movie where Mark Rylance plays four different Satans. Yeah. Uh, and it's another Satan, risky Satan. pick because... Right, will it be done, I guess, is yeah. the question, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is maybe a year too early in the cycle to get another Malik. It feels like at least... There's usually at least one year of being like... It seems like it should be done. It seems like it should be ready to come out. Oh, yeah. So maybe it's next year. Or maybe it's the year after. But uh, yeah, Terrence Malick's... What's it called now? Didn't he change the title? He's always fucking changing the titles of everything, I feel he's like. A, just, you know, he he likes... just changes it once, usually. Yeah. Uh, it's called... Now... The Way of the Wind. Which I... Don't 
think it was called last time we talked. No, it, it did have a different name, I think. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Geza Rorig as Jesus, Mark Rylance as the four different Satans, Matthias Schweinartz is back from... Uh, Hidden Life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And of you course, know. the wind in a key supporting role. Jesus. <laughs> Strike three. <laughs> Am I out? Am I out of the podcast? You get ten strikes. <laughs> ten strikes? Ten st- What is the system? It's just the system. <laughs> so right. you think Andy has to pitch a perfect game? To- <laughs> uh, what are we... Oh, next we're at uh, a movie I'm not sure we've ever talked about uh, that I've predicted to premiere at Director's Fortnite. That's fake news. We've talked 10. about every movie. That's right. Uh, There's not a movie we haven't talked about. But continue. Bertrand Mandico's After Blue. Can any of you tell me anything about Bertrand Mandico? Not a cool name. (laughs) And you've done a great job on this quiz. Uh, uh, Thank you for... You know, writing something in so you don't get a zero. That's uh, true. Yeah, I put my name the, on the paper. Get, yeah, <laughs> you get the fifty percent. Great, uh, thank you. Yeah, he directed a movie a few years ago that I think was in a sidebar at Cannes called The Wild Boys. That seemed like it was a little bit of a breakout for him. Uh, and Steve probably... was in it. Yeah, Chris Pine is. <laughs> uh, he, he's like a real weirdo. Uh, so it probably not enough of a breakout for him to like be in competition it can yet uh, like i tried to watch that movie and i was just like oh there's too much hairy fruit in this I right you've talked about the hairy fruit <laughs> every okay. time you mention the hairy fruit i'm like what is this movie but i never remember it's a movie about uh wild boys and hairy fruit like machine uh, Kelly. or like like no it's a like... lot it's a lot hairier than a peach okay. i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You'll be begging for peach hair. Oh, after you get this is fruit. where, this is where, uh, you click on the link that I sent. Okay. There's a, a an image on IMDb from this movie, uh, and you can tell me what you see. All right, the link is loaded. Okay, it's a dog man. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Or yet. a wolf man. <laughs> So this seems to be just a picture of Bertrand oh, no. Mendico, but with a wolf <laughs> imposed over his face. Or a fox, maybe? Or a fo- I guess it's a I fox. think it's a fox. If, yeah, if this just, I... is, yeah, is this just not like the... The, right, from uh, no, the... That, no, I don't think it's the Antichrist. The Chaos Reigns. Yeah. It does look That's like what the it Chaos looks like. It looks yeah. a little, but yeah. I, it, it looks like but two yeah, put together. But yeah, it's like wearing people clothes. Right, uh, and has a big old mop Again, I think that's just Bertrand. I like, when you said, what do you know about Bertrand Mendico, I googled a picture of him, and it seems to... It necessarily seems like the picture of him I googled, but somebody took out his face and put a fox in it. That's very good. Well, <laughs> maybe. I don't know why it's on IMDb. I imagine our account will have, like, tweeted this... <laughs> By now uh, yeah, or something? Uh, yes. They will so, have tweeted yeah. it within the next uh, yeah. 10 to 15 seconds. Yeah. We will have tweeted... Uh, in in the, process. Jesse's body where this is tattooed. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who could have photoshopped this. <laughs> Jesse closing windows on her computer. All right. 
there it is. You've all seen it now, uh, and you'll be thrilled for us to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next movie. Uh, so this is a movie that, uh, for a little bit of context, I think we must have talked about uh, when Locarno put out their weird... It wasn't the can lineup where it was, this is what would have played. It was like, these are movies that have been affected by COVID that we hope get made still. And some of them seem to have gotten made. And some of them are still hoping. Uh, I think I have one more of them later on. But uh, this is, I think it was 10... Uh, Swiss movies and then 10 international movies and this is one of the international movies uh, which is uh, Lucrecia Martel's Chocobar which is a documentary that she's made but they don't seem that uh, opposed to uh, putting docu... They used to have a documentary section which they don't have anymore so those have been kind of filtered into the main slate where they'd appear sometimes and then into currents where like there certainly were documentaries but they would have been more experimental and uh yeah uh uh what is this ab about it's about a guy named chocobar you know what ask and answered yeah. yeah, certainly that requires no Here, follow up explanation. Here's a link. This is what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it is. He's. Who is he? He's like a. A. Okay, he, he's like a. Uh, 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 like a political figure. He was. Uh, uh, shot while uh, fighting the removal of his indigenous community from their ancestral land in Argentina. Uh, and so, Okay, so it's kind of like, basically like, what led up to this shooting as like a mm -hmm. very, like, big scale piece of context. Uh, sure. So that sounds like an interesting way of uh, mm -hmm. going about a documentary. Uh, and I have that premiering at Locarno just because like, I imagine that put it, there must be some reason that they put out this list, so I imagine that it might give... I, I think they gave them a little bit of money, maybe. Mm. So I imagine it might give them a little bit of a heads up on getting some of these movies. I mean, some of them, it's like... I've heard that Lissandro Alonso's working on his movie, like he cast Viggo Mortensen in it, but it's... Don't know if it started shooting yet. Uh, Miguel Gomes has a movie that was in the Locarno list that, like, it doesn't seem like it started shooting yet, and that already, it seemed like, had been delayed for a while, even pre-COVID. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's a few movies on that list. Uh, next movie, here's another, uh, who's that for you? Uh, Santiago Mitre, uh, who I have, uh, his movie is called Petite Fleur. He's an Argentinian director, and I think this is an Argentinian-French co-production. Uh, co uh, he has been in the main slate at least once before, but is, of course, mainly notable to me. I have not seen any of his movies, but several of them are co-written by Mariano Yines, including mm. this one. Uh, and yeah, yeah this... 
this seems like it's a little bit more of a it's a little bit maybe is going to be a little, I could see it maybe being a bit of a breakout for him. It's got uh, Melville Poupeau, the uh, big French actor who's worked with a bunch of people. It's got uh, Natalie Boyer, I mentioned earlier, is in the Girardie, and she's in the new Duke now. She's also in this. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, next movie, uh, another movie from the... Uh, Hand predictions last year uh nani moretti's film uh which it's a nani moretti film it's gonna be it can uh it, the uh, the italian title is trepiani i feel like at the time the assumption was just that it was gonna be called three floors which i believe is the just straight english translation of that but uh, Letterboxd and IMDb now have it listed as Our Way. Uh, yeah, uh, Alba Rohrwacher is in it, who we talked about when we talked about, uh, uh, Happy is Lazaro, which is directed by her sister, Alice Rohrwacher. Um, yeah, I like, I, I, I've seen a Nani Moretti movie, it was pretty good. He's in it, too, he usually acts in his movies, uh, we might even have an episode about one of his movies coming up in a little bit. Stay tuned. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, next, one that we've talked about several times also. Yes. That I have as a TIFF premiere, though it would be it could be a Telluride premiere. I forgot that Telluride existed when I was putting this list together. Classic. Uh, I've seen it even... Me- I saw it mentioned somewhere as, like, maybe this does on certain regard, but, like, that feels weird to me that like a jennifer lawrence brian tyree henry movie by like a director who has not directed a film before but right. who is a like established new person. york theater director yeah yeah, yeah. like it, given the new york connection it's almost like it yeah. could just premiere in the main slate at new york film festival even it could right if they're having trouble filling those spotlight slots or if they are particularly wanting to get a premiere it is something that could maybe make sense there though i don't know that they put a first time director there recently uh but yeah it seems like something that like would be a new york film festival-y thing did we say the name of the uh, movie the lila it's, yes, uh, it's the lila Nugabauer movie yes uh, uh, red, red white, white and water, and water right, yeah uh with jennifer lawrence and brian tyree henry uh written by about a number of times yeah, I definitely remember the name of the person who wrote it. And they definitely that. have a website. <laughs> they definitely right. exist in any yeah. way, shape, yeah. or form. <laughs> this isn't like, you know, a fake person, a tax shelter <laughs> of a screenwriter. Oh, no, it's written by, uh, that's what it is, is that it was written by Elizabeth Sanders, and we were like, who's that? But then we were like, oh, now Atessa Mushfeg has yes, a right. co-screenwriting credit. And uh, also Luke Goebel, who I think is, uh, like, works in the similar circles to Atessa Mushfeg. Uh, so, yes, that is, that's the very exciting stuff about the screenwriters of that movie that you will remember from, I think, the second grab bag of tidbits. Probably, yeah. yes. This is deep sticky lore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was, Rush- was Russell Harvard in it last time we talked about it? I don't That's remember. maybe our new bit of uh, 
red, white, and water news. Every time, yeah, yeah we we yeah. promise you. Every time there's an IMDb update to red, white, and water, we yeah. will say it on the podcast. Uh, characters <laughs> named just was Jane Howdy Shell always in it? Maybe that feels like it might be new as well because she's also in the humans, yeah, right? Which is the other A twenty four. New York Key Theater, yeah, right. Yeah, in that case, it's a director uh, adapting their own work, or a right, a a playwright adapting, adapting. Yes, uh, which I don't have here. Maybe it would also be be like a good fit. Like if I could see either one being like, "Hey, New York, like this could be fun." Yeah, maybe they'll put it as a double feature. (laughs) I'm saying it would be fun. You should, yeah, get in get in contact with uh, Eugene Hernandez about the new gonna New be, York yes. Film Festival yeah. double features section. Press release: We have Andy Dubuque's fun coordinator. He's gonna program a series. Of <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be features. the baby slate. <laughs> right, give, just give like interviews where I'm like, my guiding philosophy is like, what would be the most fun thing? Yeah. <laughs> Andy came uh, came to us yeah. with all these brilliant ideas, and we said, "Sure, why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please leave." Yeah. <laughs> what do we have to tell you to get out of the office? <laughs> you can. We'll put your name on the list and write the word "fun" next to it. <laughs> have you have fun at our film festival? It's his. It's it's up. It's his. You know, because of him. Yeah. <laughs> I go around like handing out like clown noses or whatever. Like, wow, yeah, clown noses, very fun. Yeah, so what's fun. what's more fun than that? Clown, <laughs> clown noses and Jello shots. Yeah. Andy's like you know red yeah, nose day. Right. Yes, uh, Nani Moretti comes after comes out after his screening and the uh, the lights come up and the whole audience is wearing clown noses and shit faced on Jello shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what did you think of my movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And Andy just sitting there, arms crossed, nodding his head. Yeah. Since he can't deny. The person right, the, the person running the Q and A took Molly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, we gotta adapt to the twenty first century. Okay. Film festivals are back, <laughs> yeah. and they're more fun than ever. Yeah. Quite right on good cinema. Yeah, Andy just sitting in the uh, the selection room, being like, "I haven't seen any of these movies, but is this one fun? Maybe." Okay. Next, we've got a movie that seems like it shot during the pandemic. I feel like it's been in the works for a little while, and then like early pandemic it was like all right it's got a cast and then sometime last year it shot and it seems like it could be ready for can is where i have it i believe this director's last movie was like i don't know if it was a last second addition to can but it was definitely like a oh is this gonna be ready up until kind of the last second that movie went on to win the palm d'or it is the square this movie is the triangle of sadness is that Starring, really what it's uh, called? Yeah. yeah. He's going through the shapes. That's so uh-huh. great. I love that. Next he's going to have to figure out what you call a shape that only has two sides. It's like uh, how Florian Zellner's next movie is called The Sun. 
Mm-hmm. And then he's going to do the Holy Spirit. Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, I think yeah, Holy Ghost. I think a European will be a little more. Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Uh, explain to me what the difference between the two do not have things time. are, Andy. We do not We're have moving time. forward. We're moving on. All right. Uh, yeah, this is a movie about, like, a... This is the bit we don't have time for? <laughs> this is a movie about, like, a boat full of models that gets shipwrecked on an island. Uh, Harris Dickinson is one of the models. Uh, Woody Harrelson is the captain of the ship. There's someone else. Famous ish in it, uh, maybe. Yeah, it, there's like a female lead too. Yeah, it's like a bunch of uh, ripped people on a boat, and then they get they crash, and then like it seems like Woody Harrelson takes charge, and he's like a Marxist, is what most things describe. Yes, yeah. So I'm sure it'll be a send up of fancy people like his movies often are. Yeah, the storyline on IMDb is I think from, like. A while ago, when it was first announced, which is just a pair of models find themselves at a crossroads in their careers. Uh, I don't, I don't think that's... The, yeah, seems like there's more going on, and I guess he was not away, able to get away with just going through to the uh, premiere of the film, having people think it would just be about a pair of models at a crossroads in their career. Next film, a movie that we talked about during our preview... Uh, it's a movie that, uh, what was I going to say next? We talked about it during our premiere. Oh, we gave it an award. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's directed by Park Chan-wook, and it's called Decision to Leave. Uh, I've, it seems like it's not going to be done in time for Can, which seems like it makes Venice the logical choice, uh. I don't know, it could just be like, no, nah, we really want to play Can. we'll do Can next year, uh, that happens sometimes, uh, but, uh, it is actually a slightly risky choice, because I think, I believe the only movie of his that is played, I think maybe it's two, I think it's Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and Sympathy for Lady Vengeance were in the main slate. And I don't know that he's had a movie there since. That being said, like, The Handmaiden, like, came out in October, so it would have had to play earlier in the festival. Stoker was a Sundance premiere that just, like, came out in March. So, like, it's unclear if it's a matter of they don't like him or just, like, the timing hasn't worked out. Uh, but he's, uh, I'm still putting him in, uh. We, I've got a whole list of snubs that we're not going to have time for. Uh, but yeah, he's on the list instead of the snub list. Uh, one of the, the narrow uh, selections. Uh, next movie also won an award uh, in our award uh, year, year preview. Won an uh, award from us, to be clear. <laughs> Okay. I mean, it was because it was. If the, you yeah. won it, uh, it is <laughs> Paul Schrader's uh, *The Card Counter*, right. which I have premiering at Venice with uh, Oscar Isaac and a bunch of other people. Uh, we think it sounds great. His last movie premiered at Venice. It was his most critically acclaimed in a while. 
people seem excited for this. I'll bet people who are like, I won't, I'm sure people who are like, I want another first reformed. I doubt that's going to happen, but, uh, you know, he's still a pretty respected director who, uh, could be in the, could easily be in the New York Film Festival main slate. Though, as I recall, First Reformed was initially not in the main slate. Then it premiered at Venice and it was like, oh, everyone actually really likes this. Guess we gotta put it in the main slate. So they just, like, threw it in. Uh, which happened with, uh, another director who, uh, I don't have making the main slate this year. You might have noticed when we got to the L's, I didn't say Pablo Larraín, despite the fact right. that uh, Jackie was in the main slate. Uh, but yeah, Emma was not. Could have easily been if they wanted it. Uh, Neruda, that same year as Jackie, was not. Uh, so, seems like people are... I don't know. It's very unclear to me where Larraine is at in his career. He seems like just someone who's just like, I'm going to do a bunch of different things, and we'll see how the New York Film Festival responds. I'm sure yeah. that's what he's most concerned are with. They, they're, and they're, are there, have they done a lot of Kristen Stewart stuff? Like, have they done I a mean, lot I'm of sure the they have the Asayases. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I think Cousins Maria was also at that same with Inherent Vice and Pasolini. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Uh, but yeah, I'm, they're not just like well, like they didn't take like Camp X-ray or whatever. Uh, uh, right. Shots fired at nice Camp. Nice try though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Camp X-ray came out during the summer, so they didn't have the option of accepting Camp X-ray. Though perhaps if they had extended Camp X-ray an invitation, it would have delayed its U.S. release. Who knows? Uh, I mean, we never, never will. That movie has maybe that movie we'll has get, Tiff maybe. energy, but whatever. Yeah, it was at Sundance, but uh, maybe someday we'll get Kent Jones I, on the podcast and we'll ask him, "Did you offer a main slate slot to Camp X-Ray, and did they turn you down first for their August question. release?" I, I meant the new Lorraine has Tiff energy, by the oh, the new Lorraine, yeah, it. But, like, so did Jackie, kind of. And they, that was, I said, like First Reform, they were like, oh, actually, maybe we do want this. Uh, so maybe they'll, may, I don't know, may, maybe they just, and again, this is a new leadership. That was during the Kent Jones leadership. We're now under the Lim Hernandez leadership. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. There's simil there are some, I mean, Lim was involved with that previous uh, regime, but, and there's some carryover, but... Yeah, you know. Uh, next, the Celine Sciamma movie, which I would, you know, it was at Berlin. Everyone loved it. I will say the caveat with that is that, as I mentioned, I think she seems like she, like, really wants to get it out there. Like, she, like, shot it in the fall, and, like, even before she started shooting it was like, can I play Berlin? And they were like, of course. And so Neon has now picked it up, and, like, I could definitely see them putting it out over the summer. It's like, uh, maybe this works. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it could be one of those things that does, like, director's Fortnite and then comes out in the summer. I don't think director's Fortnite would take a Berlin movie. The they take Sundance movies. I don't think they've taken a Berlin. Okay. If you say so. 
Alright. Uh, next movie, I need to remind myself. This is the one that I didn't get a chance to say what to. Because uh, it. This is a, so it's directed by Abderame Sasako. There's not a ton of information about it, but like, even last year it was like. It seems like maybe this is ready, or maybe it's not. Uh, and yeah, so I, I don't remember if I predicted it last year uh, for Can. I do have it predicted this year, even though, like, it's not on IMDb. So, like, I. Uh, what the fuck is it called? It's, like, set in both, uh, Africa and Asia. It's called The Perfumed Hill. There we go. Uh, okay, so it's still kind of, like, we don't know if it got shot or yet, I guess is the point that we're at with this movie. But it seems like maybe it has. Uh, so yeah. And it would probably... He's had his last few movies at can. If he shot it, it probably will be there as well. Uh, next movie, another director who has been at Cannes uh, in different sections. I think his... Uh, Joaquin Trier, I believe his only movie that's been in competition at Cannes was uh, Louder Than Bombs, which was his English language uh, movie with, uh, like, Isabel Huppert and Jesse Eisenberg that didn't go over that well, uh, but his movie before that, Oslo, August 31st, with, uh, Anders Danielson Lee, uh, I think that was in Uncertain Regard, I kind of have him as someone who, like, he could be a Dennis, I have him maybe just being back in Uncertain Regard, because this seems like it's maybe a smaller movie, uh, Anders Danielson Lee is back in it. It's called The Worst Person in the World. Uh, but yeah, his last movie, Thelma... Uh, where'd Thelma premiere? I want to say Venice? Uh, I looked most of the stuff I needed to up before the episode, but not all of it. Uh, a Like a Boss trailer started auto-playing <laughs> on How? IMDb. How? That movie's oh, 15 just... years old. <laughs> what? Nice. Oh, no, not Like a Boss. What's the one with Super Tiffany Haddish? No, 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 no. The oh. one with Tiffany Haddish and Salma Hayek that came out at the beginning of this year, I think. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, Burn. I know what you're talking It's directed about. by Billy Miguel Arteta. Oh. Now we have to look it up. This uh, is not going to stay in. <laughs> meanwhile, Thelma uh, premiered at the Norwegian International Film Festival. Before it is called Like a Boss. It's Like a Boss. Yeah, yeah Like a Boss 2020. Fuck you, Cullen. Well, what the hell is the... Melissa McCarthy? Is that just The Boss? The Boss, yeah. I believe you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, you got me. <laughs> now I'm, I'm the Andy of the episode. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about this new movie that is about me. <laughs> The worst person alive, or whatever you said. The worst person <laughs> the in the world. The worst person. Yeah, in the world. Colin, yeah. you inherit all of Andy's strikes when you're at strike four. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. You the also the inherited Andy's position as fun coordinator. For Damn the it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Next, we've got a couple of movies that were 
uh, seem they, they were on the can my can list last year. They still seem like slam dunks for can. Uh, we've talked about them both plenty. Uh, Paul Verhoeven's Benedetta and a future Congress Ethicals, uh, Memoria. Uh, you know what these movies are. If you yeah. you know how we're gonna have to have like a Benedetta spectacular when that finally comes out because yeah. we've been talking about it basically since it'll be that, one. It'll be Memoria <laughs> and it'll be Annette. Yeah, those feel like yes. the big three of like boy. Been waiting on these Literally since like episode one or whatever episode <laughs> yes. two, where we're like, we want to see these this year. You know what? Uh-huh. I've completely shift. They should never come out. No, <laughs> you can't be on that team. Come on, no. all those people work so hard on them. Okay, well, yeah. We're <laughs> what's next? They can come out, but we've got a uh, magnificent Amberson's the ending and throw away the original ending. When they all uh, come out, I quit the podcast. So you better hope they no, come out. Yeah. Damn it, we've got this no. shit again. Uh, next film. Uh, another film from that Locarno list. Uh, this is, uh, it's called... Uh, why didn't I write down what it's called? <laughs> oh my gosh! Really, uh, we're crunched for time at the end of this list, apparently. I know, yeah. It's <laughs> like... Uh, <laughs> It's called Human Flowers of Flesh. It's directed by Helena Whitman, who's a experimental filmmaker. Uh, her first feature was called Drift. And, like, this is another, like... Uh, I guess it could be... This is another risky... This is one of my riskier picks, because it's certainly a movie that could be in currents. Uh, I, like, I believe... Uh, when projections was a thing, uh, Drift was in projections. She's had plenty of shorts in projections. So to be uh, clear, but... if this is in currents, Jesse gets no points for this. That's right. <laughs> Only if it's in it's in the I can't wait. <laughs> big goose egg in that yeah. this prediction. Uh, but yeah, I'm predicting she gets upgraded to the she's, main slate. She's making and, the big leap this year. And part of why is that this film stars. Angeliki Papulia and Denis hey. Levant. So right, yes, I remember this coming. Yeah, because both of them. Yes, mm-hmm. this will be good. Yeah. See, it's a risky pick, but it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Also, where you, whenever you say drift, I'm gonna edit in <laughs> Teriyaki Boys Needle Drop <laughs> of the uh, <laughs> Fast and Furious song. <laughs> This is definitely a good precedent to set yeah. where, where Cullen has to add in sound effects throughout the show constantly. Drift? I meant like when you said the first time. You definitely said any time I say it. I mean, Drift. Cullen's been begging to make this show into a, like a morning zoo crew morning radio zoo. show. We want, yeah. All right. Cullen's going to get a soundboard and just have buttons. Damn, Sean, where'd you find that? Edit that in after the when the picture is revealed. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I can try. It, it might not sound good, but I'll try. Alright, uh, next, last, certainly not least, uh, another movie that we have, some of us have seen, The Zerkers, The Girl and the Spider. Hell yeah. Uh, which, yeah, uh, seems just like, uh, I don't know that the strange little cat was in uh was in the main slate but this seems like it's a bit of a just a leap up in terms of visibility uh so it it you know 
they like Berlin, they like this new encounters section. Seems like it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm correct. Uh, Strange Little Cat was not in the main slate, but... Uh, Great. do, do, do. That's the end of the main slate. Awesome. So now we're gonna start... <laughs> start <laughs> with... Joking. Yeah, now we're gonna... <laughs> wait, we're gonna what? No, no, I was just kidding. <laughs> no, what were you kidding about? Because I'm Just that we were gonna do more. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, we gotta go through all my snubs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll... I'll... No, I'll try and hit some highlights. Yeah. And maybe we can, like, about. post a screenshot of the snubs on Twitter or something like for, for the full right. picture. I guess. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch, I think, will come out before the film, before the festival. Sure. Uh, Andrea Arnold has a new movie. I think it'll probably be at Cannes because they like her. Mm-hmm. Uh, new York Film Festival seems to not be that into her though american honey did come out late september so maybe they're not all the way out on her uh i did see the xavier Beauvoir movie uh, and talked about it he's been in the main slate i'm thinking maybe not with this one but maybe uh there's the new robert eggers movie the northman I've seen people suggest that he would go back to director's Fortnite with that. That seems unlikely to me because it's so much of a bigger production. It seems like it either like would be in competition at Cannes or would be in competition at Venice or even would just premiere at Telluride or Tiff. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't have the lighthouse. I don't see them is, is that, having did this. Did that finish shooting? I think so. Yeah, I, get, I, I think it's it like supposed to come out this year for sure. Yeah, I feel like it like shot in the fall. Is that at A twenty four? It is A twenty four. They got a lot of movies. Uh, another A twenty four. The Koganada movie, which I feel like has been around for a while, and it was like, yeah, yeah maybe they'll do Sundance last year. Maybe they'll do Sundance this year. Uh, I have it maybe being in a certain regard, and like that's something that could end up being in the main slate. Is kind of like propping him up. Like uh, Columbus just. Maybe it would have been if it hadn't come out over the summer. Who knows? G- gotta uh, say, these snubs is, is some tiff ass. Is it seemed like a tiff ass yeah. list? I'll say. Maybe. Uh, what? Like, uh, who are some other big directors? I mean, like, uh, Paolo Sorrentino has a new movie. Uh, I feel like everyone's out on him at this point. Uh, Lorenzo Vegas won the. Uh, golden lion a few years ago he has a new movie i don't necessarily see that being something they'd pick peter serbrenikov i have being in can he had uh, leto a few years ago and i think when it looked like can was gonna happen last year it looked like he might be one of the like "Ooh, is this gonna be done in time uh, of course it didn't matter but like he seems like someone who is a lot more appreciated in Europe than in the United States. Zhang Yimo still has a bunch of movies that maybe are ready to come out, or maybe are being held back by the Chinese government, but he hasn't been programmed at New York Film Festival in a while. Always a tricky one. And now I'm just going to very briefly, for posterity, read down the list of directors who will be in competition at Cannes, most of whom I've mentioned already. Uh, Wes Anderson, Karim Ainuz, Andrea Arnold, Laurent Cadet, 
Leos Carax, Bruno Dumont, Ilico Inede, Michelangelo Framartino, Alain Girardi, Mia Hansen Love, Nadav Lapid, Terence Malik, Briante Mendoza, Nani Moretti, Ruben Ostland, Peter Serebrenikov, Abderame Sisako, Paul Verhoeven, a peach at Congress Ethical. That's, that last little bit you can just play when Thierry Frimo finally does his press conference and it'll sync up. My voice will be coming out of his lips. Say, that's your audition to play Monica Bellucci. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, that's the end of my little text document. Okay. Uh, we've been talking for an hour and 16 minutes. Each, each one of us Rather, has to give a, yeah. each one of us has to give a like prediction right now. Like for anything of what? But nothing wins New York. There's no, nothing to predict. Regarding the list, you have to just make a prediction about one of the movies. And for example, so either that I'm right or that I'm wrong. It could be anything. It could be, it could be, it could be anything. My prediction okay. is that the Paul Thomas Anderson movie will not be at a festival. That's okay. Andy? Oh, I get to go next. Um I am going to predict that I will predict that um, there are Netflix only takes it takes less than five movies to festivals this year. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Do you want to go, Jesse? Or do you want me to go? I have to make a prediction. I just made. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whole episode is Jesse's predictions. Okay. Uh, then I'm gonna say Benedetta does not come out this year. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, that's what I think. Now I'm gonna predict whether you all are right. I okay, think. sure. Emilio and Cullen definitely both wrong. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, all of his movies uh, have played festivals except for Phantom Thread, which was just because of like timing didn't make sense. Uh, Andy, less than five Netflix movies at festivals. I think if you include movies that they buy after they play at the festival, sure. I definitely take the over. Right. But I wonder, like, say, if they're... Yeah, I'm going to say Andy's wrong as well. <laughs> yeah. Also, by the time... I was ever... not thinking of them acquiring things. By the time... The... Okay. But I think you're still By wrong. the time okay. this episode <laughs> comes out, I'm going to make Jesse write odds for all these movies. <laughs> yeah, sure. Verhoeven yeah, plus gonna... 350. I'm going to be the new Neil Young. Not that Neil Young, the one who uh, writes Palm de Orad's uh, at, like, super early. Uh, all right. Yeah. I think we're done. Yeah, I... Who's got something to plug? I'll start out plugging the podcast. Uh, where it Can I Kick It on Twitter and where it C-I-K-I Pod on Letterboxd. Uh, I'll put up a list of these, all these movies. Uh after the episode comes out, so no one gets spoiled. Uh, hmm. I am Jesse Weber. You can follow me on Twitter yeah. or Letterboxd at JP Glick Weber. Weber has two Bs. I would like to plug... I shouldn't have started that sentence. Uh, go on, Mandy. Great. Um... I'm Andy. You can find me online at Andy T. Germ, A-N-D-Y-T-G-E-R-M, uh, Twitter, Letterboxd, etc., etc. 
If you like what we're doing and want to throw us some money to help support the show and encourage us to, you know, keep investing in doing the show, uh, our, our coffee, ko-fi.com slash canni, C-A-N-N-E-S-I, is always available to you to, uh, to send us a few bucks. And uh, no current challenges happening right now. I will not be doing a little dance on our TikTok. Um, but uh, who knows? Maybe something else will come around the corner. We're still in negotiations for Andy to sing Chug Chug with you, of course. That will not be. Happening. And then, so then is it my turn? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I'm going to plug. Uh, I, I rewatched uh, the filmed version of Sunday in the Park with George that they filmed for the original cast on Broadway. Uh, and that is just a lovely piece of work. And I encourage you to seek it out if you've never seen it. Color. You're a piece of work. All right. Clatchley <laughs> uh, on everything. C-L-A-T-C-H-L-E-Y. Uh, Got to go ahead and plug the best movie I've ever seen. Robert Altman's Spot by. <laughs> Watch it last night and my life has changed. Uh, Emilio. <laughs> Does his nephew Poopy make an appearance? No. Sweepy's there. Uh... <laughs> Poop Deck Pappy's there. Colin um, has been in a full Sailor's outfit this whole episode, by the way, yeah. just so our audience is aware. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's fully yeah, he's embraced gonna, the Popeye This lifestyle. is going to be his last episode that isn't broadcast from at sea. Big Bluto energy. Um, sure. Our, our theme song is by tree related you can find them at soundcloud.com slash tree related or search tree related on spotify you can find me on twitter at i'm left alone and you can find me on letterbox at i left alone let me see should i plug something this week the answer to that is no have a good night everybody oh i want to plug my uh, tweets where i replaced the word shrek with shem uh and now i'm gonna release our audience bye bye, bye. <laughs> Oh,